0: I feel like we're opening a bit of a Pandora's box this morning on this next topic, but hey, let's do it because we're going to talk about speeding. I think we generally understand that there is such a thing as going too fast. You always recognize that person on the road that is going too fast, right? But what about going too slowly Is there such a thing? I was reading this story actually from Wales over the weekend, and it's really fascinating because the Welsh government has implemented a default speed limit, a new one, on most of the roads there, and it is down to 32 or so kilometers per hour. They go miles per hour, so it's 20 miles per hour. For us, it would be about 32 kilometers per hour. So they say this is going to reduce accidents, it's going to save lives, it's going to curb air pollution, but come on, that's kind of slow, right? We have construction zones that are 30 kilometers an hour and I don't see anybody going that speed limit. So this has resulted in hundreds of thousands of people in Wales signing a petition telling the government they do not like this at all, even though the government keeps saying... Listen, research supports this, it's, the, it's effective, it means that 95% of pedestrians are going to walk away unharmed if there is an accident with a vehicle and a pedestrian, but all of that, just a lot of people are still very upset about it. So we wanted to talk about this. How effective is a lower speed limit? Clarence Woodsmus with us now, an assistant vice president, graduate studies, University of Waterloo's Faculty of Environment. Clarence, thanks for being here. My pleasure. So do we, is this a good idea to lower a speed limit to 30 kilometers per
1: hour? It depends on the context, of course, right? So, you know, in a lot of instances where you might have high traffic, high speed areas, you know, rolling through a residential neighborhood, or we, of course, know that in school zones, it makes sense to have a 30 kilometer an hour speed limit. Trying to adopt it blanket wide. Um, can be a bit challenging for sure, right? People are going to react to it negatively as you're seen in Wales.
0: Oh man, they are really upset about it in Wales for sure. Uh, what is the problem with just getting people in general to obey speed limit? I feel like people are not very good at doing that.
1: Of course not, right? I mean, on average... About half the drivers on a given road would be exceeding the speed limit at any given time, right? So we know that as we drive around, we think, oh, the speed limit is only 50, but, "Eh," you know, I can usually do 60 and get away with it. So you have this sense that people are always going faster than the posted speed limit anyway. Um, And, of course, that becomes an issue when we have accidents or, as we've seen in the U.S., a rising fatalities for pedestrians, right? So we think about our city areas where we have a mixture of pedestrians, cyclists, delivery drivers, e-scooters, et cetera. It's all about trying to find that appropriate balance where it's safe for everyone.
0: Is there an appropriate balance? Like how do we find that?
1: Yeah, You again, it depends on the context. You look at areas of Vancouver, obviously if it's a, an expressway, the class of roads where we're trying to move large volumes of traffic quickly, that higher speed limit is appropriate, but for a lot of our city areas, um, you know, for too long the automobile has been given sort of this primacy. Everyone thinks that it's all about cars and they should have, you know, the right to go as fast as people feel like they need to go. But cities are ultimately for people, and so if we consider pedestrians, cyclists. People riding transit, again, I think it makes more sense to try and achieve something that uh, works for everyone.
0: Oh boy, Clarence, I feel <laughs> you know how people feel about this when you start talking about sharing the road. For some reason, <laughs> people don't like sharing the road.
1: Well, and, and, and that's part of, you know, I think uh, the psychology of the automobile. People really appreciate that when we're in their vehicle, it's their car they control the environment, the heat, the radio, unless of course you're with your spouse and maybe you're arguing about what to listen to on the radio, but it is that sense of, you know, it's my vehicle, I get to do what I want. Um, And that's a tough psychology to fight against, right? This idea that, no, it's not just about you. The fact is you're only one entity in this larger complex city that we're living in. And it's about you know, being respectful of others on the road as well. It's a tough one for sure. And Vancouver knows this all too well.
0: Right. I feel like we feel that way when we're in a car, but then if the same person is a pedestrian, we feel that way about being a pedestrian.
1: Yeah, or you know, it's interesting. Even things like in cycle lanes now, I've, I've seen research that e-bikes are now kind of like the SUVs of bike lanes. Where, oh boy. You know, Because they're they're bigger, they're faster, right? It's kind of like you know, I'm the one that's in charge here. Um, it's a tough psychology to to battle against. And maybe rather than speaking with a transportation planner, you should speak with a psychologist. But um, <laughs> that, is, <laughs> that that is part that is part of the challenge, right? And,
0: that's a lifetime. of research for psychologists but what you're able to tell us as a transportation planner though is what works do lower speed limits in certain areas work
1: absolutely they save lives right that's the, the key thing and not only do they save lives but research also points out that there's other health benefits as well so things like noise, for example, uh, air pollution. You know, these are things that don't underestimate the fact that you know if we have quieter, calmer neighborhoods, right? It's better for your psychology. It's better for your sleeping habits, for example. You don't have people racing around uh, all night long. So there's lots of other benefits that go along this list as well. But like generally, the the city vitality, like it's just a healthier environment for everyone in the city. So more than the safety. There's also emissions benefits as well, although those are a little bit tougher to identify because we're still, you know, if it's not an EV, an electric vehicle, you still have pollution. You still have brake dust and tire wear, et cetera. Um, But definitely from a noise and from a safety standpoint, the the benefits are clear.
0: It's so interesting. Clarence, thank you for that. No problem. My pleasure. That's Clarence Woodsma, Assistant Vice President, Transportation Planner, Graduate Studies, University of Waterloo's Faculty of Environment. Talking about how in Wales they've gone ahead and they've pretty much lowered the speed limit on most of the roads to about 30 kilometers per hour. It would be 20 miles per hour there. And so that means traffic is really slowed down and people are not happy. And it's interesting that the pollution argument is being used because some residents in Wales are saying, well, this is actually creating more traffic back up because people are going so slowly. And so therefore it's leading to more traffic kind of jams, hence more they feel emissions. So it's going to be a very interesting experiment to watch. So do you think that in some areas we could lower that speed limit perhaps? Or do you think absolutely not? We already go slow enough out there. People love to go fast, that's for sure.